0: You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvicecoaching.com. What is up out there? Fall is in swing, winter is around the corner. That means that we are really starting to get in what they call cuffing season, that time of the year where women just want to be with a man a little bit more. I get a lot of questions from guys who join the coaching program at various times of the year. They say, oh, you know, summer's coming up. This is going to be a great time to start coaching. Or they might think, oh man, the winter's around the corner. I don't know. Like, is that really a time when you can really meet women? Like, what's the best time of the year to meet women, trip? Let me tell you, pros and cons to all of it, which is good because that means that every time of the year is a good time to be meeting women. Okay. I have pros and cons for each. You want to hear them? Let's get into it. I know it's not the exact topic yet, but I thought it's something I'd, I'd want to bring up to you. All right. Now we got the beginning of the year, January, February, March. By the way, there's a lot of people all over the world who live in good weather all year round. And I know that this is probably the same for you. Probably doesn't matter as much, but there's there's a lot of us that also have four seasons. So this is me talking to you guys, the four season people. Okay. So January, February, March, you're in this place where it's still freezing cold. It's probably the coldest that it's going to be all year round. Okay. I'll connect that back to when it starts to get cold, October, November, December. Okay. So the winter time pros of winter time, with going out, trying to meet women, approaching, online dating. The pros are that women want to be with a man. There's something about cold weather that gets people turned on, that wants to get snuggled, that wants to be in a relationship. All these relationshipy holidays are coming up, right? Christmas is a big one. And they get reminded on Thanksgiving why, okay, they don't have a partner yet. So all these women are very relationship focused and very lonely in the winter because you spend a lot more time, what? On your own, on the apps, swiping, realizing and remembering why you were so alone and lonely because it's cold and you're not doing as much stuff as you were doing in the summer. So the winter, a fantastic time to meet women. Personally, my favorite. It is my favorite. It was always my favorite time for meeting women. I don't know. Maybe it was because something for me too, personally. It always felt like in the winter, you just wanted to have that person you wanted to be with. The loneliness really sets in. Okay, what's the con? The con is that it's cold out. So it's a little bit more annoying to do approaches. It's a little bit more annoying to do dates. People might flake a little bit more because it could be cold, but it doesn't really happen that much. But then also you have to remember there's a pro to some of that. The winter time, especially maybe not in January, February, but November, December, when there's a lot of shopping going on, that means there's a lot of women out and a lot of women to approach. So you can absolutely get your numbers in, in terms of talking to women in person. So those are the pros and cons of wintertime dating. Now let's go into summertime dating, right? So now We're into March and April, which is the spring. We're getting closer to summer. What does that mean? It's a little bit nicer outside. So now people are a little happier. They're going out a little bit more. Now there's more people you can meet out when people are just inside for January, February, and maybe the beginning of March when it's still cold out. So you got that going for you. Then you hop into summer. Pros and cons of summer. Pro is that women are everywhere. They're out and about. They're looking good. They want to look good for you. They're going out to the bars. They're still on the dating apps. Wow, you're going to get a lot of opportunities and you can get a lot of volume that way. Okay, a lot of volume that way. So that is the the pro for that. The con is they're a little bit busier. Flake rates are definitely higher in the summer because if they live in a place where summer is summer, right? It's not warm year round. Then they're going to be wanting to go on a lot of trips, hang out with friends. They're just going to pack their schedules because it's hot girl summer and that's what they want to do. But that doesn't mean they don't want to spend time with you. So I don't care if it's January all the way to December Every single month is your best opportunity to be meeting and attracting women. So don't take a month off specific because it's a month that happens to be too warm or too cold, okay? So there's my there's my thoughts on that. Now, today's topic, we're not talking about seasonal dating. We're talking about six habits that will improve your sex life, habits that you can actually be doing. On a daily to weekly basis, that will make sex better, that will make it more enjoyable, and that will make it more productive for you, more efficient as you 'll see as we as we dive into this okay now, I know that there's a lot of you right now who are not at the opportunity where they could be sleeping with a woman. I get it, and I know I do a lot of episodes on this topic, but i don 't want to you know, push you away here. This is not just for people who are actively and currently having sex right now. This is also for guys who want to learn this and be prepared for the moment that they do have it and that it is going to be an opportunity for you. So still listen to this episode, still take the notes, still remember it. It's still going to be really good habits for you to do anyways, because honestly a lot of this is based on personal development. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but really these habits are personal development habits, but they also have a very strong effect on your sex life and when you are with a woman. Okay. So that's going to be huge for you. All right. Now let's get into it. Six habits, starting with the first one. The first one Cut down porn usage by 70%. 50 to 70% if you have to, if you have to start somewhere. Why are we going to do this? Why is this better for your sex life? This is better because when you watch too much porn, it will rewire your brain to a point where you are so used to like an insane amount of stimuli, that it actually makes it harder for you, no pun intended, to get turned on and get an erection when you're in the bedroom. It is really bad. It is bad for you. You couldn't give me any sort of strong reason why you should be watching a lot of porn or really much porn in general. You know, if you're watching it a couple times per week or once per week, it's probably not the end of the world. It's when you get to the everyday, multiple times per day, hell, even three to four times a week, I think is really high. No, I'm not telling you to stop with the self-pleasure. Okay. I'm not telling you to stop masturbating. If you want to be doing that, as long as you're not doing that too much either, but that's not really what I'm going to be talking about here. But You know, I think it's more important if we were to start anywhere, it would be starting to cut down the porn usage versus cutting down the masturbation habit. Because at least if you're going to be doing it, you're not going to be watching the screen and getting overstimulated to the point where it becomes difficult for you to get turned on by women. And I know you'll still get turned on by a woman who you might see or see on a dating app, but you're going to have these really crazy expert. Your your brain is going to have crazy expectations when you're in the bedroom and it's going to make it a lot worse. Okay. So we want to cut down that usage by 50 to 70%. And we want to do a start stop technique, which is going to be edging. So this is like a sub, I know there are six habits. This is like part of habit number one. Okay. Is when you are Touching yourself when you're about to finish, right? When you're at that edge, you want to stop. This is called edging. It's a start-stop technique. So actually stop when you're about to ejaculate. And then you wait like a minute or two and then you go back to it. So this is a more productive way of, of you know, self-pleasuring just because if you can get this down, that means you're going to be really good at handling any sort of premature ejaculation. OK, so, again, we're really working here on a couple things. The idea of cutting down porn, start stop techniques so we can help with premature ejaculation. Plus, we can help with any sort of erectile dysfunction. Right. These are the two common problems that a lot of guys are seeing with being able to, you know, have a really productive sex life. Can you do it? I, I really I, I urge you to do it. I urge you to do it. I really, really do. I know a lot of people won't be listening to this and go, oh yeah, okay. Try it for a week. Just see what happens. Try this, this habit just for a week. See what happens. And by the way, I'm not saying to cut it down 100%. Cut it down by 50 to 70%. That's it. A majority of it. See where it takes you. Okay. Habit number two. Running five to 10 minutes per day. Why is this a habit that's going to improve your sex life? It's cardio. You're getting your blood pumping. And what this does is it increases your libido and it also helps with erections. People who are very sedentary, who don't get out, who don't move a lot, it tends to be more challenging, especially as you get older. I don't know if this is going to really affect someone in their early 20s or mid-20s, but as you continue to get older, It's going to be a little bit harder for you, again, no pun intended here, to you know get really hard and and consistent erections. So, in order to be able to do that, a good tip, and this is something that I've I've studied before, I've read, I've seen a lot of anecdotes on this on the web that just five to ten minutes per day which is nothing, right? Is nothing. If you're not a runner though, and you run for 10 minutes, you're going to feel it, but do that for 10 minutes per day. You will actually, you will feel a difference, not only sexually, but in, just in your body, in your energy, in your sleeping, because a lot of us just don't do anything, right? We're in our cars We're driving to where we need to go, we're taking elevators instead of stairs, we're working from home where there's not anywhere really to walk. I remember there was one point, this is when I I lived alone, and I was getting so much walking in because when I was doing coaching, I would be on the phone and I I would actually pace. I'd be pacing around my condo and it was awesome. I would just walk around the condo and I would do the coaching And it was really great to get my steps in. Now, I I can't do that anymore because I have to be in an office. I don't live alone, so I can't really be walking around. But either way, that was many years ago when we were doing coaching over the phone. Now we do coaching over Zoom, so it's Zoom calls. But either way, if there's any way that you can find in your life where you can just make some more laps at the least, like if you can't get out and ride five to 10 minutes per day, can you get a standing... Uh, not a standing desk. It's a, well, yeah, it would be a standing desk with a walking pad. So then when you're, when you're actually working, you can be walking at the same time. It's like this little treadmill. You can get those on Amazon. Can you just take laps anywhere around your, your place, you know, around the kitchen, around the, the couch, up the stairs, whatever you can do just to get a little bit of the blood flow and better than that, the five to 10 minutes per day. Number three, habit number three, reducing alcohol by 50% or more. Reducing alcohol. How does this help? Again, remember I told you this is going to be personal development tips. Reducing alcohol helps with libido as well. And it helps for overall health. Okay. So when you're not taking in poison, which alcohol is. And don't get me wrong. I like to have a drink from time to time. Although right now I'm on a month streak. I really have been trying personally to cut down the drinking, which I have this year. Um, Not for any kind of sober reasons. I'm not an alcoholic, but I've been really just trying to cut down any sort of unhealthy beverages. That would include soda, but, you know, alcohol, yeah, you have some wine during the week and all of a sudden it's the weekend and you go to dinner and you have two or three drinks and and it just starts to add up. I've noticed my life has just been better. I feel healthier and you're going to feel healthier too and it's going to help you in the bedroom. The healthier your body is, the better it is for your sex life. The better you can perform, the better help you're going to get with erectile dysfunction, you're going to be more focused, you're going to be more alert, you're going to be more sensitive. Which is a good thing, like sexually sensitive, because alcohol is a depressant. And if you're drinking a lot during the week, you're just going to feel it, you're going to be hungover. So I ask you, as a tip, can we reduce... Can we reduce it by 50%? Because I, I know this is, I'm not trying to be unrealistic here. I'm not saying here, stop porn, stop drinking, run 10 minutes a day, and then all these other tips I have for you. I understand that that is not practical. So that's why I'm telling you just to cut back to start. I'm not telling you to run for an hour a day. I'm telling you to do five minutes, even though five minutes is uh, dramatically more than zero minutes. They've done studies also that five minute run per day decreases your risk of, of heart disease by like 50%. Isn't that crazy? Running for five minutes per day, just insane. So I'm not asking too much. I'm asking something of you that is doable and practical, okay? And you know what? If you want to start by, instead of drinking alcohol, introducing another type of drink, I wouldn't introduce soda, but if there's any other kind of drink that you like the flavor of or whatever it might be, just do it. Try that that's my tip for you. All right. That's three habits. We got three more before I go into the next three. You know, I know I've been talking about coaching a few times. I've mentioned it here on this episode. If you need help getting to the point where you do have these opportunities to be able to meet women that you can feel good about, like, Hey, I've been doing all these great habits and now I want a woman to be able to have an amazing sexual experience with. And I want to, you know, feel good about that, that all this work is going somewhere. I want you to hop on with us. We're doing free calls right now. And the call is for us to strategize with you to figure out how we can help you. Okay. If we can help you, we can chat about coaching. We can strategize what our options are for you. Guys who have been joining our programs are getting insane results every single day. There was this one guy who I just heard about today. He was, I mean, so hesitant to join. We had to do multiple calls with him because he was just on the edge, but he just couldn't do it. And I said, bro, listen, I mean, whatever I could say, I was like, I know we can help you. I know we can help you. Just get in this thing. I don't know what I got to say, bro. Just get in this thing. Okay. I'm not going to name his name, but our coach Eric told me today in his weekly report, which he tells me about all the clients we're working with. He said, blank, has an abundance of dates and had sex with the Starbucks girl he went on a first date with. I don't really know the reference to that, but it looks like it was a girl he met at Starbucks. And then he continues, Eric says, he stated that escalation is now completely natural for him. We spoke about communication styles so that the many women he is setting up dates with won't get attached. (laughs) Sounds like he's not ready for a a serious relationship yet, but he's getting lots of results. So that was one of our most recent clients. Again, I hear about these every single week. So go to tripadvicecoaching.com. Again, that's tripadvicecoaching.com. Link is in the show notes. Book a time with us. We'll chat with you and we will see what we can do to help you get more dates to help you with escalation, approach anxiety, to help you with quadrupling or more of the matches that you get online. We're here for you. We can do it for you. Okay, let's go to the three next habits. Number four, five-minute meditation. Told you personal development tips, but what the hell does meditation have to do with sex? Meditation keeps you present. We want you to practice being present and being calm. When we are sexually excited, we can let our bodies start working against us and this can cause premature ejaculation. But when we meditate and we learn how to meditate, we can learn how to breathe and remain present and be present in our bodies instead of in our minds. It can help us relax and calm down, which is the energy you want when you are with a woman sexually. You want to be as calm as possible. Of course, I know that there's times when you're with a woman sexually, and maybe it's not so calm, right? You guys are getting into it, but you know what I mean. I mean, your mind is calm. Your mind is calm. And a great way to practice that is meditation, five minutes a day. Five minutes a day, okay? Really, I should just call this the five method, right? Tip number one was reducing things by 50%. Two was running five minutes per day. Three was reducing alcohol by 50%. Four is five minutes of meditation. I didn't have a five for the next one, but I can insert it right now. So the next tip was no phones or TV right before bed. Okay, why are we saying that? And you know what? We'll, we'll put a five on it. We'll say, we'll say, uh, what is that? It's usually, yeah, it's usually about like 25 minutes before bed. I know they say like 30, but we can say 25 since we're going with this nice five method. So about 25, 30 minutes before bed, don't look at your phone, don't watch TV. Why am I saying this? What does this have to do with sex? Why is this a habit for sex? Because when you don't have your phone blaring in your face and the TV blaring in your face, you will have a better sleep. And one of the first tips that they give guys when they're trying to get them to a point where they feel healthy and they have a strong libido is fixing their sleep. So there's lots of different tips you could do to fix your sleep, but I'm trying to give you six practical habits here today that you can do right away that's going to actually have an effect. If I start giving you all the different things and eye masks and 68 degrees and and you got to have blackout shades, who knows if you'll ever get there. But tonight, you might be able to just put down the foam. And turn off the TV 25 minutes before bed. Even 15 if you could, right? Some people literally stare at their phone and then they turn it off and then they go to sleep. Now, some of you can fall asleep right away with that. But I know that there's a lot of you who probably don't. So put those away. See what happens. See how your sleep because what happens, you'll be able to fall asleep faster. All that blue light that's coming from your phone and TV, it's, it's preventing you from releasing melatonin in your body that helps you fall asleep. Because it's saying to your body that you're awake because you're looking at this light, okay? Number six, last but certainly not least, 50 air squats every day. Why? Well, I could tell you to go squat, where you can literally put a bar behind your back or hold up weights and squat. And if you're doing that, great. But if you don't have a gym membership, if you don't have any weights, then you could do this literally right now. You could stand up and do 50 air squats. Why squats? There was a study done that showed that when you are doing squats, it actually releases testosterone. And testosterone is a key word here for these habits. I'll explain why in just a bit. But for this, it releases testosterone when you're doing squats and testosterone is good for your sexual libido. It's very good. It makes you feel horny. It turns you on, right? You want testosterone. I should mention when you have really good sleep, when you meditate, when you reduce alcohol, when you run, and when you cut down, well, actually, no, not the first one, but the last five, including this one, it is going to help with balancing your hormones, which means that you'll have testosterone that is readily and flowing And help you when you're with a woman. Boom. What do we think about that? What do we think about these habits? They sound good to you? I think they're pretty damn good. They're going to help you. Now I'd like to answer some podcast questions because you have written in. Trip at tripadvice.com is where you can write in and we can answer your questions here on the podcast. Podcast and I really enjoy this. Honestly, it's one of my more fun parts about, it's what gets really me really excited about the podcast. Of course, I love giving you the information and the tips, but I get just super excited about answering your questions because it's like my direct connection to you. And I just like that because I don't get to see that. I don't get to see your comments, which I do on every other social media platform. But yeah, let's answer. Let's go into it. Alex emailed me. He said, hey, Trip, been listening to your podcast for about a week. In that short of time, I've got multiple dates coming up this weekend after being out of the game for years. So thank you for that. Well, you're welcome, man. That is awesome. It's hard to switch my mindset when it comes to sending needy texts after getting a girl's number. It feels super awkward to me to use texting solely as a form of planning more dates and nothing else. At what point would you start texting girls about things other than planning meetups? What if a girl texts me first in between dates? Do I just answer without asking another conversation, starting slash continuing question? If I plan a date four to five days ahead of time, is it still okay to not text for that long? Seems like she would lose interest. Lots of questions. I know. Thanks in advance and look forward to diving in. some more of your podcast. Alex. Okay, Alex, you know, it's funny. I was a a guest on a podcast today where I, I answered these questions. So I am fresh. Let's answer them again. All right. So let's solve a problem only when we have it. I use that cliche now, that saying, I use that in almost every area of my life. Personal, business, I use it all the time. Because we tend to try to think about how to solve every problem when you don't even have a problem. In this case, specifically, you're saying, seems like she would lose interest. I don't know, would she? You want to find out first? Don't assume. Don't assume. Because if a woman really likes you and you don't text her, let's, let me rephrase that. You don't initiate text That does not mean that she's going to, as long as there's another date planned, that she's going to be not interested in you anymore. And in theory, she's going to be chasing you. She's going to be chasing you because she's going to be wondering why you're not texting her. Because every other guy who's obsessed with her is texting her all the time. She's going to be wondering about you. So have that problem first. Have all of these dates that just don't turn into second dates, When you're not texting, right? So that would mean that you would set up the second date, you would agree to it. The date is maybe four to six days away. You don't text her at all, but then you confirm the night before. See how many of those don't turn into dates. Okay. I guarantee that a majority of those will still turn into the date, as long as the date was already set. Now I get it. We live in 2023 people text. This is such a strong way of communicating. I get it. So here's the plan. You said, at what point would you start texting girls about things other than planning meetups? Only do it if you have something interesting to say. And if you don't have anything interesting to say, don't do it or do something interesting. And then you can have something interesting to say. We don't want to be asking them how their day is and how it's going and good morning and good night and blah, 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 blah. Instead, offer value. Instead of asking her questions about her or she has to do all this work, make it easy on her to then respond to something cool you're doing. That's the trick, my friends. Send her a text of a pics of a, send her a text message of a picture of you at dinner. Not you like a selfie, but like a really good dish that you're excited about. Send her a picture of you, you know, running by the sunset. Picture of the sunset. Send her a picture of something interesting. Tell her something interesting that you saw that happened that day. Don't do that every day. Do it maybe once or twice if you happen to have five, to, four to five days ahead where you guys are not going to be meeting up. That's the trick. So that you're sending powerful, valuable text messages rather than the shit that everyone else sends, which, are, how was your day? and What's going on? And what are you up to? And blah, 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 blah. Now here's the thing you asked next. What if a girl texts me first in between dates? Do I just answer without asking another conversation slash continuing question? No, you always answer, but here's, here's the beauty of it. Answer Two to five hours later. Now you might say, "Trip, whoa! That is long. That is long." Well, here's what we're going to do to make up for it. Okay, it's like push pull. So you're going to respond two to five hours later. By the way, I hope that you're an actually you're a busy person. I do. I hope you're a busy person, so that you can be doing that and you're not just playing games. And then you're going to text her back and you're going to answer her question really powerfully to say the least. So for example, she says, how was your day? You don't want to send a text five hours later that says good. She's going to be like, whoa, this guy is not interested in me. But what if you sent a text message back to how was your day five hours later that said today was awesome. It was so busy. I feel like I totally rocked it. Smiley face then she'd be like, oh, okay, cool. All right. He was just a little bit busy, but more importantly, you gave a substantial answer. So that's where the pull comes in. You're pushing, right? Push pull is a flirt method. So pushing away where you're not responding right away. So you're pushing her away, but then you pull her back in by giving her a nice, substantial, powerful text message, super positive it's not a long paragraph, but it's not some, you know, good. It was good. How was yours? And then don't ask her any questions back. See what happens after that. You just don't want to get into these lengthy text convos. Let the tension build up. Let the tension build up for the date that you're actually going to be on. Okay. Alex, hope that helped man. That was a great question. go to Wes. Hey, Trip, 43-year-old, twice-divorced, single dad here. I have a couple of questions that I would love for you to answer. I listen to your podcast on Spotify, have applied your techniques in my own life, and as long as I follow through correctly, they work. So I highly respect your advice. I'm currently dating and talking to multiple women mostly through dating apps, using my experience and your advice and have a lot of options. I slept with one of them the night we went on our first casual date. I wouldn't say it was the best ever, but it was something that I would like to continue. However, she is looking for more than that, or at least I think she is. How do I communicate to her that I'm only interested in being friends with benefits and not lose her? Or is that even an option? I don't need her in my life, but she is a lot of fun to hang out with and talk to. And the sex is good. But there are some things about her that make me not want to be in a committed relationship with her. What do I say? I think I know the answer, but you're the expert, Wes. All right, Wes, I've answered this before, but I'm happy to answer it again. How do you create a casual relationship. Very simple. Actions speak louder than words. You don't need to say anything specifically to her, Wes. You don't need to say, hey, Ashley. Hey, Madison. Hey, Stephanie. Listen, I think we should be friends with benefits. Hey, you know what? I think the sex is really good, but I don't want a relationship with you. You want to continue just having sex? You know what, I'm just really interested in a casual relationship right now. Is it cool if we just keep it casual? Eh, None of that. If she asks you, that's a different story. So if she asks you, hey, what are you looking for? You can say, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not looking for anything serious. Just kind of having fun and casual. That's only if she asks. If she doesn't ask, then you want to use your actions. So what are the actions of a man who's just looking for a casual relationship? it's going to be casual hangouts. That means you're not introducing her to your friends. You're doing late night hangouts. You're not going out to fancy meals. You're not doing all kinds of fun, romantic, fun little dates. You're keeping it casual. You're inviting her over. You're going to her place. You're hanging out, you're talking, you're sleeping together. There shouldn't be one time when you guys are together where you're not sleeping together because then at that point, it's this friendship, unless that's what you want. I mean, that's up to you, Wes, or anyone else listening who's trying to create this kind of thing. But if you're looking for someone who can be a fun, casual person, and by the way, women do want that, I'll say this, Wes, eventually. Even if you're getting the hint, but I'm sure eventually she's going to want something more serious, but you're not going to give her that hint. So that means that she can never have anything on you because you're playing it perfectly ethical. You're not being a person who's wooing her and trying to get her to be this deeply connected person to you. That's what normal relationship dating is like. So actions speak louder than words and Wes... Those are your actions. I appreciate everyone who wrote in this week. We have a lot more questions to go through. I can't wait to get through them. You can also email me trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question and I'll answer your question here on the podcast. I will continue to answer questions on the podcast as I continue to put out episodes. So thank you to Alex, to Wes. Great questions. And again, if you need help, you want to get a free call with us to strategize to see where we can help you? Go to tripadvicecoaching.com. We also have a course. That you can do this on your own. You can go through it on your own at your own pace. And I know a lot of guys want to do that. Getherhooked.com. Go there and check out my eight to 10 hour course that teaches you everything from building attraction with women. You'll learn my TED formula and how to approach women and how to be able to get women to respond to you. That's what we're looking here, right? We're looking for women to respond. So check it out, getterhook.com. I'll see you on the next episode.